Pod More Get Better is normally recorded in front of a live studio audience. Not this week. We are alone here at the Banger Bunker, Fox Den, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just me and Will. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, getting the last games in of the week for uh, Misty Springs. Getting a little events mode in, and uh, yeah, it's just you and I. Yeah, exciting time of the year, Tony. We got uh, college football kicking right now. We are yeah, a uh, bunch of horrible matchups today. Yeah, we are. Nice Ill- win, Michigan. Illegally bootlegging <coughs> this uh, Khabib and Dustin Poirier UFC fight midday start at 1 p.m. Central, uh, middle of the second round. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff going on, Tony, outside of Golden Tee including sports so we got football we got college football we got ufc going on baseball pennant races are heating up our beloved twins uh looking pretty decent except for uh it's been a rough last uh i don't know 18 hours or so we were ahead two to one against the indians going into the eighth and we lost that nobody wants to hear about this crap but and then we find out this morning that pineda suspended for 60 games Mm -hmm. so it's been a pretty rough little uh 18 hours here but uh hopefully we can win bury those indians like they deserve to be buried Wow, that sounds that sounded really racist. <laughs> wow. Tony, you're the you're the last person I, I thought would have come out of your mouth. Like well, I that. know. Uh, we, we there must be the Black on. Mountains talking here. Well, no, no more shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, right now I'm drinking the Central Waters Vanilla Bean Stout. It has a black label. It That's does have a black, black label. Yeah, yeah, black label, Black Mountains, uh, and a stout. You know, black beer. Will, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm gonna crack into. Another Coors Light, Blue Mountains Blue over Mountain. here. Cheers. Toasted up. There we go. Right. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy uh, NFL opening weekend. So, Tony, it's uh, Saturday, September 7th. A lot of stuff going on. This is one of the weeks where we have active events mode uh, coming down towards the end of classic course of the week because in right around two weeks here, we have the new courses coming out. Yes. So, uh, can't wait. Uh, so, to your point... Luckily this week, we had a, a classic course of the week that I liked. I like Misty Springs. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but, but in general, I like it. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the general public does not care for Misty Springs because the contests are filling very slow. Not really a surprise. Uh, it's a low par course, and it's one where like you can easily drop you do like two bad shots and all of a sudden you're shooting at 21 multiple holes you can right. goof up in your score no no one's going to set their personal golden tee best no. score yeah if you get a course. minus 30 on misty springs you are in the marks denmark yeah. minus 30 club yes i promise that yeah we will send you a real coffee mug for that but then the events mode as well uh and i uh well this events mode was a pain in the ass i kind of liked it yeah uh I think the only issue was that, again, kind of like Missy Springs, I don't think the general public liked it all that much. Uh, I think the bangers were a little scared off of the $9 first prize, even though it's $1 less. I would agree with you. Um, But I had a lot of fun playing it, even though I I didn't play it that much early on in the week. I was was, uh, busy with other things, but um, I had a good time playing it. The 15 play per day was kind of weird. Like, if if I was just looking at what they were proposing, I would guess that that wouldn't get as much play as a normal events mode. And I think that probably held true. I think it did not get as much play. So yep. why the 15-game per day limit? Like, if something's going to get not much play, then it should put a five-play five per day limit mm-hmm. on it. I don't know. Just to limit the number of bangers per contest. But maybe that's just one banger's opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't max out any of my events modes this week. I don't even think I got to 10 any of the days during the week. Yeah, I think... I, I don't understand. Other than like the events modes where uh, it's like a world's qualifier, 
I don't understand why they would ever do a limit more than 10. Mm -hmm. There's just like a normal course. Like there's no reason to have a limit more than 10. So I don't know what precipitated the, the 15 this week, but uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, so you mentioned $9 for first place, which yep. in my opinion, looking when I've played a couple day shift rounds on it, I haven't seen many of the, you know, bangers in the tournaments. You know, yeah. they've been there here and there, but not like standard lunch bunch where if you go to Agave or Caddy Dreas Beach or any of the other current courses, it seems like it's a banger fest anytime prior to about 3 p.m. Yep. But this week's events mode, I feel like there's just two or three in every event. And to your point, I think the $9 may have scared them off. But on the flip side, $9 for first place, second was $8. Eight, normal. So every other pay bracket went up. So the only exception is that there's no 11th through 20th. So you have to finish top 10 to get some money back. But you get but, three bucks instead of two. Correct, yeah. So six through 10, you get three bucks. And all the other ones are, are looking decent where they either stayed the same or they bumped up an extra dollar. Yeah, the only one that was a negative was first place. First place, correct. And if you're, from a banger's perspective, I mean, eleventh dropping off 11th through 20th would mm -hmm. not normally make a banger not want to play it like you know the more prize money the hot in the higher bracket the the better for them yeah and i think early in the week when i played earlier in the week monday tuesday they were filling a lot quicker and now granted it's a saturday afternoon and even yesterday on friday i felt like it was slowing down a little bit so i think the mid-tier and the lower level players probably saw their results come in and hey i got you know 13 twice yeah. yeah and didn't get a dollar back you know yes it's nice to throw them a bone every once in a while but i know it is still kind of testing this out in terms of uh gameplay what's going to drive gameplay in terms of trying to grow this and then growing events mode as well because we still know even though it's been what damn near a year probably it's for events mode yeah it's kind of still in its infancy because outside of the world championships where they had an events mode going every week They've basically taken a week off. So in theory, we've had, you know, 26 different events modes that have gone on. Yeah, I mean, not even that. And I think about half of those have been, you know, quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, it's a big prize or it's a mix-up course. And, and some of those mix-up courses are a lot of fun. Like when they were doing the, releasing the new remastered courses, they did a mix-up yeah. of the, the front nine and the back half nine, and, half, and that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they haven't. They still haven't experimented all that much with some really crazy stuff on events modes. And maybe they just aren't going to go there, and that's fine. Um, I, to your point, I, I think that that's what I've seen over the last little bit was Monday, Tuesday are big time in events modes with people with dabbling. You know, just dabbling. Exactly. That's perfect. Uh, and then even, even a little bit the same with the classic course of the week. Like, oh, classic course of the week. I'll play the new course. Oh, Misty Springs. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Oh crap! This course is eating my lunch. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna go back to the regular courses. So, yeah. So, we're about two weeks and two or three days out from 2020 coming out. Yeah, and I believe beta beta ship on Monday. On Monday, we have not heard as much as we're privy to some inside stuff from IT, and as much as we try to hack Kevin Lindsay and Don's passwords to the IT website, we have not seen an official lease or. Uh, List. I've, yeah, uh, I've tried every combination of JoJo mm -hmm. with uh, with Don's uh, Volkswagen Beetles. Yeah, Volkswagen Beetles. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing. Uh, nothing. He must have a really secure password. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what it is. So we do not get to update anyone on the list, unfortunately. But in terms of the new courses, we 
did get to see some of the new putters coming out. I think they said there are 22. I think they've only released eight or ten. Maybe I've missed some Yeah, of them. we lost a little momentum on that yeah, uh, on yeah. the putter release. They, they were hot and heavy. It was every day, two new sets. Uh, haven't seen anything else. But they did release the three new club set, Tony. Um, yeah. Three new club sets, I should say. Two of them look incredibly functional, similar to a lot of the bags I play. Yep. Uh, one of them I will not spend the money to buy. So the three new sets we have are the player's choice, the world champ set, and the executive set. Right, so let's start with the player's choice. I think the player's choice is, uh, you know, you get a lot of people on Golden Tee Fan on Facebook talking about what, you know, hey, what are some recommended clubs uh, for certain courses? And I think there's certain courses where a banger would recommend slightly different clubs than normal. But I think that, in general, we have some pretty standard recommendations. And that's going to be one of the, one of the 310 drivers, whether that 9.5 or 8.5. I think for a, for a normal guy, I would say 9.5. Uh, the 10.5 degree driver, the, the 290 driver. Yeah. 3-wood, 4-wood, 5-wood, 6-wood, 8-wood. Three hybrid, five hybrid. I play the seven hybrid. I play the nine hybrid. But anyway, and so far we're pretty on that on point with the player's choice, with the exception of I think it's been a pretty it's a pretty standard recommend recommended set. Yes. Except for no four wood, and because for and and a lob wedge instead. So it's got a lob wedge, gap wedge, nine iron, eight iron, six iron, which is a little bit weird. It's weird that they put the six iron in instead of the seven hybrid, which I think is a far better club. But I think a lot of people chip with the six iron, so maybe yeah. that's why. And then five, uh, five hybrid, three hybrid, eight wood. So I, I think it's a pretty good set. So if, if I, point being, that was a long wind away. You're to, fine to get. Yeah, we got nothing but time here. Yeah. Uh, and beer. And beer. Yeah. Although I'm getting a little low on my Black Mountains here, but um, long winded way of saying I think that when people do ask what is a club set that we would recommend, I think my new recommendation would be hey. Let, just go with the player's choice. Yeah. Start there, and on certain courses, maybe we would recommend a certain club for certain things. But in general, I think yeah. the, when when you start talking about specialized balls or specialized clubs per course, you're talking about squeaking out that last stroke, maybe yeah. two strokes on a certain course. And if you're somebody that shoots minus 22 or minus 20, you're a good player. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're not you're not trying to squeak out those last two strokes to get yeah, to a par round. You're, you're still to, figuring out the game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're, you're still trying to hone in the rest of your game, whether it's chipping or a little bit of distance control, yeah. thumbing, full palms, chipping, uh, you know, some of the mailbag questions we've had in the past. But to your point, I, I think you're 100% right. That player's choice set, I think that's just going to be the default. When I see someone on Facebook that says, what's a good club set or what's a custom club set, just buy the new player's choice coming out. Uh Second, way, way easier than taking a screenshot of my bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, secondly, uh, World Champ set coming out. Yep. The, the Mark Stenmark set. Uh, slightly different than the player's choice, but I feel, still think this is going to be a pretty valuable club set if people want to use it. The only drawback I see is that there's only one wedge in this bag, and that's a sand wedge. Okay. It is going to add a nine wood compared to the player's choice set, uh, but you're going to lose that gap wedge and lob wedge, and you're going to kind of middle it and go with a sand wedge. Yeah, and so you lose a three hybrid. I would, I would trade the, a three hybrid for a nine wood out of the set. So it's got the nine wood, the eight wood, and and certainly if I was playing a daily, if I was going to pick a daily bag, I think this might be a decent bag because it's got the five iron, seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, sand wedge, and I think that's pretty good for a daily. So that might be a good starting point there, but um, just for general play, 
Um, I'm not a big nine, nine wood guy. It's great I'm, on the daily. I, I'm not good either. for fulls, but it, it it's kind of like the six wood in that it just doesn't act quite right. Kind of tricky, yeah. But I've played the six wood enough, and maybe if I had played the nine wood enough that I would have figured it out by now, but I've played the six wood enough, I know what works on it and what doesn't work and how much it's going to cut, but uh, the nine wood is still just a, a weird club, other than the daily, which is great. I'm, I'm with you on that. So breaking news, we have uh, Khabib takes down Poirier. No surprise uh, there. Yeah, I think uh, Poirier was a uh, plus 450 coming into this fight. It was a uh, third round rear naked choke. He was uh, dominating Poirier on the ground the first and second round, uh, continued to do so, tried to sneak in some chokes earlier in the round. Uh, Got, got it done. Yeah, he's got the belt on. He's got his big Russian hat on. Maybe Overfiend has his uh, direct dial number. Uh, can shoot Swinging him a, that sword everywhere. Yeah, yeah. can shoot him a uh, text message from the Podmore Get Better podcast. But still got football going on. Uh, the last bag here, Tony, to get back to the actual content we have, uh, is the executive bag. Yeah. And in looking at it, I, I want IT to, you know, pad their coffers and all that. Coffers, whatever. Coffers. Kofers, Minnesota, Minnesota Kofers, yeah, the Golden Kofers, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that later, but uh, I, it, I, I want you guys to keep that revenue coming. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just going to recommend to anyone on this podcast who hasn't seen it, uh, you can buy the first two club sets. I'll fully back you on that. The Players' Choice, the World Champ set coming out on the new courses. This executive set, uh, not a fan, not a fan. Here's where I'm at, Will. Uh, I agree. I'm not going to be using that set ever. I'm not even going to buy it. No, I no. Why would you? But I will say, if Incredible Technologies decides to mess around with certain club sets on events mode, this could be an interesting club set to be forced to use on events mode. We've talked about that a little bit before. Similar to what they did at Worlds. Yeah, well, yeah. With, yeah, with sort three of, clubs. Yeah, with three clubs. These like, are the clubs you get. Which was yeah. fun, also sucked. Um... But we've talked about that a little bit. We said, hey, it'd be really cool during uh, British Open Week if they forced for events mode to use... The hickories, The yeah. hickories. And, and, and we even got, like... I think everyone at Incredible Technologies liked that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it didn't but it, happen. I think the time frame was a little too short to try to reprogram it or whatever. Maybe Kevin Lindsay sure. was taking some supplemental PTO. Yeah, okay. He's probably run out of even supplemental. But, but anyway... This would be an interesting club set with a for, as a forced usage. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to use this because they want to use it. <laughs> yeah. One iron, two iron, three iron, four iron, five iron, six iron, seven iron. Count it out. Eight iron, nine iron, and a couple of wedges. Yeah. And a, dri- and a driver and a three wood. So, pretty tough set, but again, might be interesting as a forced usage. Club yeah. Set. Can- but, but you can't... What, what's interesting here is... When we talked about the hickory set, I said, well, the issue might be that not everybody owns the hickory. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to just give it away. Yeah. Which, with a club set this odd, why not? And, and, just and give I, it to people. And, and I think at this point in time, looking at when the hickories were released, if someone hasn't bought it by now, you may as well give it away like a freebie. You're giving away free clothes, you know, whether it's, you know, a free Easter bunny head, you know, hey, here's the giveaway code. Yeah. You could give it away. Um I think that's interesting because the executive set with all those irons and only two woods, a driver and a three wood. For example, if you had a forced play with the executive set on a course like Caddy Dreas Beach, where you're hitting high clubs over all this stuff, and now you got to cut the ball. That's a and, pretty juicy thought. Well, yeah, I like that and, a lot. And so 
all of a sudden you got to start cutting the ball through these valleys as opposed to just, hey, dropping a tee, which I know IT makes money off tees. Um, all of a sudden you got to start cutting the ball around these objects. I think it gets similar to that little world's three club, club qualifier where these scores could be uh, very interesting. Yeah, and I guess the only thing we don't know about these irons, and there's a lot of them, is uh, if they're spinning irons or, you know, plus irons or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I guess my assumption has been that they're regular spin irons, but we don't know that, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. So those are three club sets coming out. Uh, other things we got going on, this is what probably the uh, – I, I think we've had six weeks out of the 12. We got official I thought it was 16, Will. I, I thought it was <laughs> – I thought you thought it was eight or ten. I said ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you. I thought it was ten. Will thought it was sixteen. Well, I came you, in the next day. And I said, you know what, Will? We were both wrong. Yeah. It's twelve. You'd be the prices right winner. Yeah. You yeah. went, you went yeah, under went without under. going over. Yeah. Uh, so we're basically halfway through, and the way it has started out with a thousand dollars ad from Mick Light, the total prize pool, including the Mick Ultra ad. Of a thousand dollars per week has been twenty two seventy five, twenty three fifty, twenty three seventy five. So the first couple weeks it kind of went up a little bit, and kind of to my surprise, it's actually diminished a little bit. So we had twenty two seventy five, twenty three fifty, twenty three seventy five. That was the peak, and then it went down to twenty two eighty five. Drops another sixty dollars to twenty two twenty five, and then last week dropped one hundred twenty five dollars all the way down to twenty one hundred on the dot. So. Uh two things one uh it could be that they're using the thursday extra money to fund some of the stuff that we know doesn't get as much play the Mm -hmm. weekends propping those up a little bit okay that's fine yeah Uh, additionally they might look at this and say well i mean these are great they're not going to turn down money from michelob ultra but it looks like maybe the momentum of these short-term uh extra prizes caps out at about four weeks maybe like yeah at this point, we're we're deep enough in that that uh, well, you're still winning extra money, and that's great. It looks like it's just kind of lost a little bit of the mm-hmm. momentum, and maybe the actual numbers show differently. Maybe it's just maintain the momentum. And what I said first was they've started to fund some other things. Again, that's fine. Prop up the weekends a little bit, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, if we ever find out, uh, you know, what's going on here. Yeah, I know. Typically on Thursdays, I'll I'll play more money shot than I normally do. Uh, and it looks like the general public or most players might be playing a little more, but not that much noticeable, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, to me, I play a little bit more. I, I happen to get lucky in my first six-pack this week, so I didn't play much more. But but I think in general, it seems like much shorter distances are winning. This weekend, or this Thursday, was a little bit different because it was that... Uh, tundra. Tundra hole. Tundra 17, yeah, I think. Tundra 17. What a pain in the asshole that yeah. is. Uh, again, I got lucky... Uh, so I only did the first six pack, but that that's one where you could, if you were like, I gotta get it inside a foot, like you could be chasing for a while. So now, now, now Tony, to slightly open up a little bit of a can of worms as that's you me throwing away that yeah, right to there. open up a can of worms as you're opening the refrigerator. Um, so we've talked about this before. You look at daily contests and then compare <clears> them to money shot contests. The money shot contest is right around twenty five percent of the total prize pool goes to first place. You know we've been. Looking yeah. at five hundred and you know fifty five hundred eighty dollar top prizes, which I love. I think that to a certain extent gets people to chase, but 
I don't know if it's time to look at going from 25 to first place, maybe down to 20 or 18%. Some things were, yes, it's still top heavy. It's worth chasing that lottery ticket. But after you get out, out of that top 20, top 30, top 50, it's uh, it's just kind of a break-even measure at that yeah, point. Yeah, I feel like, and I, I feel like we've said this a couple times, but with, with the daily, you know, where hey, they're paying a hundred through the last three hundred spots, and it's like kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, right. there's yeah, definitely and, a fine line, and no, I, you know, I agree. I, I think that incredible technologies needs to find a way to make people want to chase the top hundred. Mm-hmm. People are chasing that top couple mm-hmm. spots, and that's worked out with those big prizes. I think they're a little top heavy, but whatever. Um, but they need to find a way to make people want to pay that, play that second six pack or another mm-hmm. swipe to get into that top hundred. The same way that I think they need to on the daily, which is to like force people, not force people, but incent them to want to, you know, not shoot a minus 24 and get 185th place. Mm-hmm. Make them want to play again to get into the top. 75. So, the top so, 80. so I, th- I think we've talked about this before, and I think you've corrected me. That sounds like me. <laughs> so, maybe I've killed a couple uh, too many brain cells with the Blue Mountains, but if I recall correctly, under your impression, they can't give like, hey, 30th place, you get an extra 20 bucks, 50th place, you get an extra. 20 bucks because then it turns into gambling even though it's still a skills contest uh well i don't know that i've said that because i don't i don't know that to be true at all if anything i would i would think that's not a problem but it could be so if they took away the cash aspect in terms Mm. of having somewhat of a staggered payout could they do something of like a raffle ticket for you know a monthly prize or could they do hey 30th place 40th place 50th 75th 100 whatever each get a uh, $20 gift card or they get $20 worth of credits loaded on their account as opposed to cash. I mean, I, I'm just throwing out ideas kind of on the fly. No, I, I like But, those but something ideas. because if you see if you see that you're an 86 and all of a sudden you pull up the leaderboard and you're, you know, having a SIG and you're out with buddies and man, gosh, you know, if I could, it's getting late at night, if I could just hit that 50th spot or 60th spot, I might get an extra 20 bucks as opposed to Right now, where if you move up to fifty or fiftieth or sixtieth, you're getting an extra three bucks. Well, why am I going to buy another, you know, six pack for five bucks? So, just uh, just a thought on no, that. No, I think that's that, that's an interesting idea for a lot of reasons. I I think that's a good way. If that is an issue where they mm-hmm. can't stagger prize stagger prizes like that, then I think that is one way to get around it: paying with credits. And I think it's also interesting because. They've been kind of forced into this credits mode mm-hmm. via Ohio and now with the daily, or not daily, homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why not make the most of it? Like, make make use of that and really mm-hmm. just kind of embrace, you know, that as a as a prize. Yeah, if, like, if this is the position we're in, why not, you know, compound that? You yeah. know, make lemon lemonades out of lemon. Or just what you, make a Blue Mountain water. Try to hurt Andy's feelings? Yeah, just uh, make Blue Mountains out of water throw a little alcohol in it and call it beer yeah yeah perfect so you just mentioned the ohio playing for credits we also yep. had another state arizona tony talk about that because there have been some developments here i know we talk about world championships vegas i think most folks love vegas we like going out there drinking having beers the whole deal yeah what's the big breaking news so let's uh let's back up a little bit let's oh let's, we're gonna tease into the breaking news oh all right so we've got July 1st, 
back up a couple months, mm-hmm. July 1st, uh, a, a few days before that, we got an announcement that Arizona was going to start to basically ban prize playing. Literally a few days before. Yeah, it was like a, not even a week. And the Las Vegas guys are like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've got, I would say, one banger and one sort of banger that are Arizona guys. Mm-hmm. So we've got Lance Harris, who's been in Arizona for five years, maybe kind of right around there. Yeah. And then Brian Oldie. And those are probably the best two guys out of Arizona. There's other good players, of course. Yeah, those good, are the best good, two. good player base who are yeah. still playing the game yeah. in terms of prizes. You'd see Arizona a lot, but those are the two main. And they had previously had a, they had already had a restriction on a $35 maximum win, which kicked them out of Money Shot and kicked them out of the Daily Contest mm-hmm. and also restricted them somewhat on invites. So every time I would do an invite with Lance Harris, it would have to be for a certain under a certain threshold so that mm-hmm. they so that he could accept it. Which is also why closest to the pin dropped from fifty players at a dollar a piece yes, to thirty five yep, where the point. max prize was thirty five. Yep. It was yeah, exactly. Purely due to Arizona's restrictions. Uh, well then Arizona went a step further and they said, ah, screw y'all, uh, no prize play. Uh, and so like I said initially it was like, oh what the hell? What what's going on here? Uh, and then it, it happened, and, and we haven't seen a lot of Lance Harris on the leaderboards recently. Zero. Yeah, except for we've got some brand new news just this last week. Lance Harris moved. I think we all knew he was going to move because uh, he gets a pretty good income out of Golden Tee, and so why would he just be in a state where you can't get any income? Uh, he moved to Las Vegas, and which is, you know, natural move for Lance yeah. Harris. That's, you know, that's kind of his jam. Yeah, been in the World Series of Poker yeah. multiple times, yeah. And... Uh, and also, they used to play uh, Arizona. They had a power events or uh, power, uh, yeah, power events owned machines there, uh, which they don't have a ton of use for anymore, at least in a high volume situation. And now there's a brand new spot open very near the strip in and, Las Vegas and the new Raiders Stadium. It sounds like yes. And so again, brand new power events or uh, arcade style. Power arcade, yeah. It's in a bar. So I I guess when I first saw the pictures this week, I was like, well, that doesn't look like a bar. Mm-hmm. But I've been in a couple bars in Las Vegas that are kind of a little bit off strip, and they've a lot of them have kind of an events room upstairs. So this mm-hmm. is in the events room upstairs at a regular old Las Vegas bar, uh, very close to the strip. And I think that that's... We, we get a lot of questions on Golden Tee Fan on Facebook. Mm-hmm. One is, what club sets do I use? How do I get better? And we've got some pretty standard answers there. And a lot of questions have come up. I'm going to be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Where do I play? Yeah, I want to get out for a night, go play some GT with the guys. Well, we've got a brand new standard answer because, yeah. uh, unfortunately, in front of me, I don't have the uh, name of the place. But you can go on Golden Tee Fan and, and you can find it out. Uh, brand new place, open 24-7. Huge. Two, looks like two machines. Two currently. machines. I'm start. sure they're willing to expand Yes. Um, as, as gameplay would dictate. Uh, yeah, looks like a great spot. Comfortable chairs, tables, nice machines, bar. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't go there if you're in Las Vegas. Yeah, at, at all. Other than, so, you know, just experiencing so, normal Las Vegas. So the machines are being provided. It sounds like Mike Metcalf did a lot of kind of the go-between with power events in terms of the powercade, getting machines out there, and the bar owner, starting off with the two machines. I know Steve Sowell, Russ Layton, Paige Gossett probably weren't going back and forth. They were probably having phone conversations with Mike. Mike talking to the bar owner, hey, here's what we can get you for a cut. Hey, here's what we're doing. Um, hopefully this grows. Because I, I know the response we saw on Facebook was a lot of local guys who were saying, 
okay, this looks great. We currently have a Thursday night tourney here. Maybe we'll do a Monday night tourney there. And to your point, Tony, there are so many people who go to Vegas for hopefully not longer than a five-day vacation. But if it's a three- or four-day vacation, a lot of times they're saying, hey, I want one night. You know, the wife might be getting a spa or a manicure or whatever. People go to Vegas with their wives? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I go with the I panda. I don't. Well, well, you're not married. So I've been to Vegas a lot of times. And I don't do anything naughty in Vegas. I gamble. I drink. I hang eat, out at the pool a little bit. Eat some In-N-Out burger. Eat some In-N-Out burger. I don't do anything naughty. But uh, And my wife goes to Vegas a lot, too. You know, she used to more with her girlfriends and stuff like that. We went to Vegas together one time, and we were both like, never again. Because yeah. we do opposite things. Like, mm-hmm. she wants to just chill, hang out by the pool. That's great. That's not my style in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So it's always funny when people talk about going to Las Vegas with their spouses. I'm like, I cannot imagine. And I, <laughs> I love going on vacation with Abby, but not in Las Vegas. Yeah. We're like polar opposites in, in terms of Vegas. But anyway, so, but I have been to Vegas where it's like day three and you're like, shit, I am out yeah. of money. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just need somewhere to go and like kill some time. And so... You know, you go to whatever, whatever the heck the name of this bar is. Yeah. Go there. We'll, we'll Easily have, findable on GoldenTeeFan.com. Or yeah. not GoldenTeeFan on Facebook. Uh, probably we should actually, they should have something on GoldenTeeFan.com. Why not? Yeah. That'd be uh, actually a good interesting it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a good point. And I will second that about having been in Vegas, you've maxed out your ATM card. I'm not going to dabble with credit cards. Me? Yeah. No matter how drunk I get, I'm not going to max out my credit cards. I got a $400 limit on the check card. Yeah. Bulldoze through that. Not a problem. So being out of money, we got football season on this, Tony. Hashtag or slash gambling season. Yes. One of the great things about football season, and there are lots of great things about football season. Am I right, Adam Kramer? Yes. Come on. Is, uh, is having some shitty football games where you have a vested interest. Yes. Tell me about some of the games that you've had a vested interest in so far today, Will. Oh, goodness. Uh, Army, <laughs> Michigan. It's a long Ar- list. Ar- Army, Michigan. Uh, Army, I think it was a... Uh, I think they were up 14-7 to 7 at halftime. And I may have a bookmaker who has a website that I can live bet on. And Go on. Ar- Army was up 14-7. to 7. And the total for the game for Army was 16.5. Woo! They needed to score two and a half more points. They took away the safety option from Bastards. me. Bastards. So they left the field goal option open. Uh, I took Army in the over 16 and a half. And they how'd, the rest of that, how's the, how'd the rest of uh, regulation treat you, Will? Uh, it, was, it was dicey. They threw yeah. an interception down at, at the, the goal uh, line. At the goal line. Yeah. Uh, they missed a kick at the end of the regulation, and I said, I almost hope that they miss this kick because if it gets blocked, they could return it back. I just want to go to overtime where Army gets placed on the 25. They kick a field goal to get to that 17 magical points, and it hit. So Demko, Jason Vidari, Greg Kinsler, go blue. Woo! Almost got pulled Great win, guys. Uh, I don't have a vested interest in either team, but Army, once they hit that over... I kept cheering for him, you know. Of part course. Of, part, part of our armed forces. Uh, Michigan, only been there once or twice. Uh, may not ever go back before I die. But uh, the Army, they protect these blue mountains and the freedom that we have. We'll toast it up again. So speaking of the mountains, uh, while Will was talking there, uh, you might have heard the uh, another beer crack. That's the Green Mountains. Oh, that Green is, Mountains. Uh, I think I, bl- I mentioned these guys on the last podcast. 
Oso's Brewing Company. Speaking of Las Vegas, Ooh, actually, that's Oso. a good tie in there. Uh, I don't believe there's any relation there. It's O apostrophe S O. Like okay. O, like Oso drunk. Yeah, maybe? and that was know, uh, like that. Mark Samaroff, is that correct? What? Tutton Oso. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arrington. Mike oh. Arrington yeah. and Mark Samaroff. Yeah, yeah. Oso was uh, Mark Arrington. I get them all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Been to Vegas too many times. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got a classic story there. <laughs> We're not even going to tell that one on the podcast. Oh, so, boy. So, Sleep, hashtag sleeping under pool tables. Yes. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, about anyway, central. Spe- if we are willing to speak as long as Will spoke yes. about the Army versus Michigan game, mm-hmm. you know we have some other games. Oh, we're going games. deep. We're going and, deep, Tony. And any loyal listener is very familiar with the no whammies portion mm-hmm. of our podcast. And if you're not, listeners, we're going to keep doing the no whammies. And we will talk about no whammies later. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're going to do a little something called Tony's Touts. Oh, Bring it and, I'm ready. and and Will's wagers. We'll go Will's with Will's wagers. wagers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta Will, do the Will's, Will's gonna build a uh, water park for my bookie. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my bookie wants You're a pool, but uh, he might get a water park. So just just so we have this uh, permanently recorded, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of over unders here for the season. Our, I love season long over unders. Yes, they take a long time to pay out, but I feel like I've got a good. I, I don't know. Something about them, I'm good at them. And you, and you host Kansas City last year. You host a couple oh, others the last Kansas year. Kansas City one. It was done by like week nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. <coughs> uh, and so I actually, you know, I, I put a decent amount of uh, overall number of bets on these, and we're going to go through them right now. And will you feel free to mention anything that you agree or disagree with, and or some others? Um, along the way, yeah. So, let's let's break it down by conference and division. Tony. Yeah, go first, ahead and lead it off. Start with your... start with the NFC. And, of course, we're going to go with the NFC North. Hometown. That's where we're at. Uh, I did not bet on Minnesota. If I was going to go Minnesota, I'd probably, it's nine on uh, Will's Bookie's website. Uh, I would I would probably go under the nine. I like, would agree. Like, my heart wants uh, a lot higher than that, but, you know. Yeah, I want we'll a first-round buy. I mean, well, maybe it depends on if we get Antonio Brown or not. <laughs> uh, recently released Antonio yeah. Brown. Uh, but, anyway, the bets that I made there were Chicago – uh, nine was the over/under, and I went over, and I bet a little extra on that one. Mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty good about the Chicago over nine. Uh, Mitch Trubisky did not give me a lot of confidence in the Thursday game. He but... looks like he could be a starting quarterback for Army. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great <laughs> point. Uh, good tie-in, uh, but I still feel it's nine. Like they're gonna win it. They're gonna go over five hundred, right? So even if they get nine, that's a can smash. Yeah. That's a push. Uh, also, Detroit under six and a half. I feel like they're just they're done this season. It's a, that they're yeah. tanking there. It's gonna be. It feels like a five win season for Detroit. Yeah, and Barry so, Sanders ain't coming all that total. And so uh, we got Detroit under six and a half. Anything uh, you've got Chicago and Green Bay underline here. What are, what are your thoughts there? So no, that that was they've already played. Oh on yeah, Thursday night. Oh, so yes. if Confirmed. our lawyer they listeners yep. are gonna go with any bookies or going to be in Vegas, going to the new Powercade place, happen to slip in a bet or two, uh, Green Bay and Chicago will be off the ball Off the ball. Yep. Yep. Uh, Green Bay was nine and a half. Um, if I was going to do anything, I probably would have gone under there, but that might be my heart. Uh, Will's taking a little break here. Uh, I'll keep talking. We're going to go... Blue Mountains filled up my blind. The Blue Mountains. They are flowing. Uh, we're going to go NFC East. 
Uh, I don't know. This is a pretty boring division to me. Philly, the 9.5. I would normally go over there, but it was minus 200. Uh, Dallas, over-under was 9. New York Giants, over-under was 6. Again, I haven't. I didn't do anything on those. Washington, though. Actually, I really like Washington, over 6.5. Case Keenum. And actually, the over got plus 150. Uh, I think... I think our defense is going to be really good, and I think that having uh, Case Keenum instead of uh, Kirk Cousins uh, will be a good thing for them. Kirk Cousins has been gone a couple years, but I, I think that uh, that'll be a good thing for them, and I think they're going to for sure get to seven wins. So uh, that was one of my stronger bets. Uh, now we go to the NFC South. We've got New Orleans, 10.5. I didn't do anything there. Carolina, uh, 8 I went under there. I think Cam Newton's probably just not right. It feels like a off year for Cam Newton. We got Atlanta at nine. I didn't do anything there. If anything, I would go under. I think that they're a little bit overrated. Uh, but my, again, I have a big bet here as well. Tampa Bay, over six and a half. That's, uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, if anything, uh, I would have bet more. That's one of my favorite. That's probably one of my three favorites is Tampa Bay over six and a half wins. Uh, I feel strong about that one. Will, I see a couple check marks there for you. Or is, Oh no! You're uh, next up. Yeah, you're you're not you're not doing anything until the NFC West. Correct. Uh, Th- there was late breaking news, which via your text message forced me to act. Yes. Oh, reason like not today. No. Oh, okay. A couple yeah. days ago. So uh, see, my only bet here uh, is Seattle with the over. So uh, right when the Jadavian clown, I still would have liked the over, but the Jadavian mm-hmm. clowny stuff came out, and it was like, oh, this is probably gonna happen. And I said, I'm gonna go bet that mm-hmm. eight and a half. Yeah. And uh, so I bet the over on the eight and a half. Uh, again, I like that bet a lot. And also, that's one of my three most likely places that I think Antonio Brown might end up. So uh, I think top three, list top them three. off. Uh, Seattle, as I just mentioned, I think that uh, Pete Carroll as a strong head coach, and then Russell Wilson as an established uh, NFL quarterback would uh, would be one of the places that could handle Antonio Brown. Obviously, New England gets mentioned mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, also, unfortunately, I think a spot might be Green Bay. Ooh. Uh, the head coach situation is very new, so that might be a negative, but also the established quality of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> all that hurts to say, Ooh, that uh, hurts, yeah. uh, would be an interesting spot for Antonio Brown as well. But uh, So I think those are my top three. I wouldn't mind if he just never saw work again because uh, he seems to be what a it- narcissistic bastard what, what, what a chaotic situation yeah. I, I i can't recall anything and maybe again maybe i've killed some brain cells with the blue mountains but do you recall anything like this in the nfl this crazy so the steelers trade him get draft picks in return raiders are giving like a up, couple thirds and a fifth or yeah, something raiders are giving up draft picks doesn't even play a single game 30 million dollars was it 30 or 20 30 i think 30 yeah. guaranteed yeah, guaranteed money, boom, out the door. Threatening to fight people. Vontez Perfect breaks up the fight. The one who gave Antonio Brown the concussion. Reading on Twitter, and they're like, Vontez Perfect was like, this guy wasn't bluffing. Like, hey, I'm mad, I'm heated. Oh, I, I want to go after you. I'm pretending to go after you. Oh, hold me back, hold me back. He's like, no, he, w- he wanted to jump this dude. Like, he was ready to go down. So. Well, May- Mike Mayock pulls that out, pull out, pulls that out of people, oh. but uh, but I, but looking back, you know, I think that there's a, always an extra little bit of drama around wide receivers, mm-hmm. 
and looking back at our, you know, let's back it up 10 years. Who were the two drama queens of wide receivers? Andy Moss, Michael Terrell Irving? Owens. Well, Michael Irving? You were backing up further. Okay, But, sorry. like, in my mind, it was, like, Randy Moss and Terrell Owens got this uh, negative impression that, oh, it's always drama with these two. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Like, they don't... The stuff that they did back then was nothing yeah. compared to the stuff that happens now. Yeah. Like, if they would have done that stuff now, or if Antonio Brown would have done what he did now back then, it would, people would have lost their minds. But, yeah. uh, because really, Randy Moss didn't do much. So, did you see Antonio Brown's feet after his cryotherapy treatment? No. Go on. Go on. Oh, my gosh. So... That was insane. So it looks like Aljaz's feet. It literally looked like someone stepped on hot asphalt where seven out of the eight layers of his skin on the entire, both feet, the pads, were like flaking off. It was absolutely disgusting. Right then, I just, nope, done, done with it. Let's move to the AFC, Tony. Yes. I don't even want to talk about gross feet anymore. I'm yeah. not a foot fan. Uh, so we are going to the AFC East. Uh, New England 11, if anything, I'd go over because they always yeah. win more they games. They always than find a way. Uh, New, Jer- uh, New Jersey, New York Jets, <laughs> uh, 7. I didn't do anything there. If anything, I'd go over, but it was a minus 180. Uh, Buffalo uh, was 6.5. I was like, you got to go higher than that. you got even a crappier team in your division. Uh, unfortunately, it was a minus 200, but I did bet it because I liked the over 6.5 over, uh, there. Uh, but Miami, 4.5. Real trash team. Ugh. They almost got Jadavian Clowney, <coughs> but they didn't. Brutal. And then they traded their uh, left tackle to Houston. Yeah, Laramie Tungstall was and, and a wide receiver. Or yeah, Stills. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I got the Buffalo over six and a half there. Uh, AFC West, <coughs> Kansas City ten and a half. I'd go over, but I didn't bet it. San Diego nine and a half. Um, Denver seven. I don't really have any opinions on those. But then I, luckily. Uh, Oh, do we have breaking oh, we news? We do have breaking news. Oh, my gosh. This is the most it's, predictable it's, shit of all and time. And it's at 420 from Al Jazz. <laughs> take, hold on. I'm going to take a screen Billy, grip. Billy White Shoes take a Johnson grip. coming through. All right. Uh, breaking news. Antonio Brown with the Patriots. <laughs> like, you can't make this shit up. No. Oh, my, <laughs> my God. gosh. Woo. All right. Well, hold on. Let me. Yeah, do we got to go hit that. Do we have to pause the podcast and, and go and bet? And go hit this wind the new, right new, now? No, no. <laughs> Yeah, Are we take in the under now. <laughs> I don't know. It can go both ways. <laughs> oh, good can, lord! If this works out, I mean, it's Patriots to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, or the AFC at least. Oh my gosh, <sighs> we don't do well with breaking news here. Anyway, Oakland. I I'd already <coughs> bet them even before the Antonio Brown Oakland under six. I'm feeling even better about that now. Yeah. Although, maybe I should feel worse. They got rid of Antonio Brown, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, I got everybody texting. It's like they know we're doing the podcast right now. The mouth. He might be streaming our podcast. I don't even think that's an option, but he is. Did he hack your phone? Yeah, he's kind of like a computer programmer. He's got like these IT degrees like Stenmark. He's probably inside my phone as we speak. Whoa. Scary thought. Dicey. Uh, Well, let's plot through the rest of these. We got the, uh, what is is this called? The AFC North? This is barely North. Cincinnati's not North. (laughs) Anyway, I got Pittsburgh over nine. That's a that's a confident bet. One of my favorites. Cleveland, I didn't do anything on the nine. Cincinnati under six, I bet that. Baltimore eight and a half. I didn't bet it, but if anything, yeah. I'd go over. Um, and then finally, we do the uh, 
the AFC South. Again, Indianapolis isn't South. What are we? Just these division names are crazy. Uh, Tennessee, eight, didn't do anything there. Houston, eight and a half, didn't do anything. Indy, seven and a half. I bet the over there. So I think was this at least pre-Andrew Luck or post-Andrew post. Luck? So, yeah, the, I got a good number there. And then Jacksonville, over eight. I like both of those. Big I, Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick. Yes. Big Dick Leonard Fournette. Is that oh, his yeah. nickname? They've got a couple of big dicks there. Uh, I, I like that. I think they got the defense still kicking. They got out from under the, bark, the uh, Mark Brunel situation. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the uh, Stacy Mack is no longer the running back. Fred running Taylor, back. out Fred for the year. Out for the year, Near, yeah. Knee yep. injury, and, uh, tragic. Open the door for Leonard Fournette yeah. and uh, Nick Foles. And so, uh, if you know what I think? I'm going to call it, I think Jacksonville <coughs> wins 11 games this year. Wow. 11. Yep. Woo! I think it's 11-win season for Jacksonville. That's crazy. So, Tony, we got your touts on the board. We yep, got touts your- are on the board. Year I'm going to put this back on the wall. Yep. Yep. Over here. So let's also uh, just kind of slide right into our no whammy segment. We've I haven't got, put enough thought into this yet, but, you know, you, you read them off and I'll just react well, on the fly. Well, with this uh, supposed Antonio Brown news breaking at 420 from Aljaz, Mr. Billy White Shoes Johnson Classic. himself, uh, Sunday night. We might have an Antonio Brown matchup. I don't believe he's allowed to play in week one, but... Pittsburgh oh. at New England. It's a sweet game. So, the initial line that we had uh, earlier this afternoon was Pittsburgh at New England, New England giving six with an over-under of 49, Tony. Anything jump out at you for that game? Well, we didn't talk about it in Tony's touts, but I do have a wager on Ben Roethlisberger as MVP. And if I remember, it seems like over the last couple of years, New England has not come out of the gate very hot. Mm-hmm. So if Correct. I was going to bet on this, which I probably will, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would go Pittsburgh uh, in the I six. I would go Pittsburgh in the six. That, that that's what I'm taking as well. Uh, and I I don't expect them to win, although they could. I don't know what the I don't know what the plus would be on Pittsburgh to win. Probably two hundred or so, if I had to guess, two twenty. Um. That's probably the direction I would go. And in terms of the over-under, I feel like early on, it feels like there's a lot of unders early. And so I if I was going to pick one, I'd pick the under. I'm not going to I'm not going to put it on the record? No. no. But uh, So I'm going to go, in that game, I'm going to go Pittsburgh plus six. I will take the six with you on that, Tony. Welcome. So part of the fun of the opening weekend of the NFL season, we're going to have two Monday night games. Oh, there's going to be one good one and one just complete shit show. Yes. Uh, Oh, and it's perfect for uh, the Antonio Braun drama. Uh, we'll cheers. Toast up. There we go. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. I know how much the mis- listeners like to listen to us uh, drinking. God, feels uh. good. I've actually had an, a mailbag, not even a question, just a comment that said, I listen to your podcast and I'm sitting in traffic and to hear you guys crack beers and toast up beers. He's like, it just makes my day, but it also <laughs> makes me want to get to the damn bar, play some golden tea, and start drinking. All right. We better crack more beers. Yeah. First first game of the night, Monday night, Houston at New Orleans. We got, uh, in, a good theory, in theory, two high the efficiency. Katrina ball. Yeah. Two, uh, two uh, quarterbacks who can sling it. Yeah. So, sort of. Sort of. Kind of. The option is there. I think Deshaun Watson might actually be able to throw it twice as far as Drew Brees at this point. At this like point. if they had a throwing contest, I think Drew Brees might max out at forty yards, and Deshaun Watson might max out at eighty yards. 
So we've got New Orleans at home mm-hmm. giving six and a half to Houston with an over under of fifty two. So Vegas right. is looking for points. You know, it, it looks like they're lining up for you know right around a uh, you know thirty to twenty one game, so, something like that. Okay, lining yeah. up there. Uh, it is as much as I like this. I think Houston, younger quarterback, younger players against veterans. I'm going to take New Orleans, giving the six and a half. Uh, we are going to differ here. Uh, I think that uh, again, I know for sure last year, and it seems like maybe it's a trend. Just like the New England Patriots have struggled a little bit early on, I know for a fact that the uh, New Orleans Saints have struggled early on. Last year it was like they were 0-2. They, lo- they almost lost to Cleveland. We're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they almost lost to Cleveland. Uh, I think they just come out of the gate slow. I don't, I don't dislike their team. I just think they're a little bit overrated. I know that a lot of people like them for the Super Bowl just because of the Drew Brees thing. Uh, I'm going to go against that. I'm going to take the 6.5. Uh, I might buy a point or a half point, uh, but uh, but I'll take uh, Houston plus six and a half. Good deal. So we don't have any over unders. We uh, saw what happened in the Thursday night game with Chicago Green Bay definitely hitting the under. Yes. Which on some of my teaser pleasers, woo, beautiful, looking good. Yes. Now I just got to hit four or five more games on the weekend. Yeah, get the it's just a little get, six teamer, bud. Yeah. Get get the uh, get the big money. Uh, secondary game, Tony. I'm going to go to bed before this damn game. I'll say that. We got Denver at Oakland with Denver. Latest updated line with Antonio Brown gone this morning, this afternoon. Denver giving two and a half at Oakland. I have no idea what to think about this. I'm not. Oh, and the over-under is uh, 42 and a half. I'm not even going to lay anything on this game. This game, to me, just seems like a total crapshoot. It can go either way. It could be high scoring. It could be low scoring. I just think it's an absolute dog crap game. Uh, so if I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to, you know, it's an, it's the no whammies section of the podcast. Oh, so, so you I, got it. I got to do something. Uh, if I was going to choose on the, uh, on the, on the uh, line, I would, I would probably go Denver minus two and a half, but I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go over on the 42 and a half. Ooh. Uh, I think when it's as big of a shit show, as it is right now, I think that things are just going to get crazy, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And I think we're looking at, like, 30 to 24 Denver. I can see that. So I'm just going to go the over. Uh, and obviously, if it was 30 to 24, that would go way over. But so, uh, uh, yeah, I like the over here. I think when it gets messy, go the over. Unless it's raining, then go the under. Yeah. Raining in Oakland, the Bay Area. We'll see. You never know. Might get foggy. <laughs> yeah, the uh, old Chicago Bears fall game against Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, always juicy, always dicey. So we talked about new courses coming out. It's that time of the year. This podcast has been about a year and a half is it, old. Is it awards season? Awards. The season's just starting. Oh, oh, let's see. What do we got here? So last year, Tony, we did player of the year, shots of the year, all sorts of fun stuff like that. I believe uh, we had most improved player. Comeback Player of the Year, New Player of the Year, People's Choice Player of the Year, Shot of the Year, shout out to Dave Sandmeyer uh, in the CTTP victory Ouch. against you getting into world, uh, Ambassador Richard King, and then obviously Player of the Year last year was Evan Gossett. So this is award season, and we're not even going to do Player of the Year anymore. We're still doing it. It's just being renamed. We're not going to host the Grammys. We're going to host the Whammies. 
Oh, wow, I'm honored. Uh, I look forward to the Whammy Awards. Uh, Ca- I, casual affair. It's a casual affair. I mean, yeah. wear, wear some Crocs, wear some cut-off shorts, mm-hmm. some T-shirts with offensive language on them. I mean, you wear whatever you want. You wear a GBK Americana headband. Oh, I mean, the more the barrier at that point. And so uh, we're happy to announce that coming up in a couple weeks, we've got the Whammy Awards. As always, we're accepting submissions because that's what we do here at the Podmore Get Better podcast. Uh, and yeah, I you know I think we'll have all the usual awards, but you know here at the Whammies, <coughs> we like to get things a little crazy. And mm-hmm. so if you've got some ideas for some uh, categories that we might not otherwise think of, feel free to submit them. Submissions are open as always. Uh, yeah, but here at the Podmore Get Better, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So last year's seven categories, we already listed them off, but I guess we should go formally for those who are already starting to jot down ideas. Here are the seven formal categories. Most improved player, comeback player. Yes. Most improved player, comeback player, new player, people's choice player, shot of the year, ambassador of the year, and player of the year. Now, like Tony said, we will always take any other awards, nominations, whether it's Lifetime Achievement Award. Best Facebook video, uh, you know. Al Jazz at Houston last year. I mean that that's got to be right up there. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I mean that's a that's a tough category. That's you talk about ooh. tough categories. I mean, Facebook videos inclu- involving Facebook or Golden Tee players. That's oh Al Jazz is up there. there. Luna's right up there. I mean, I Luna's mean, pretty active on social media. He'll probably get a lifetime achievement award at yeah. some point in that category. <laughs> it might be it might be in the second year. But here's the crazy thing. So let's look. Uh, we got the new sponsor. So. We're going with our seven Player of the Year awards, mm-hmm. and we're taking submissions on that. What about a Best New Drink award? Ooh, Best New Drink? Uh, I'm going to stick with the old Blue Mountains. Well, I'm a, I'm a Green Mountain at this point kind of guy. Oh, so Brewing Company, congratulations. So our sponsor, another sponsor is coming back with us. Yeah. They're sticking around, still a sponsor. We're supporting them. They're supporting us. The Todd Penikoff Fertility Clinic. You, you, I you, think they've been a spot. This is, I think, the third time. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely my, a third time. Much uh, like his marriages. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Grandpa Todd Penikoff is what we call him here in uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Grandpa Todd Penikoff. Uh, his fertility clinic is still open. We've noticed a lot of folks posting on Facebook, white claw this, white claw that. You're diverting from the Blue Mountains, the Black Mountains, the Green Mountains, the beers, you know. Stuff that's going to pull a little meat on your bones. Things that we've gotten used to drinking. Yeah. We got people drinking White Claw in the Golden Tea community. and We've got one here locally. Yeah. Actually, so, yesterday, too. Yes. So, Mikey. if you've been having issues and you're addicted to that White Claw and you think you may be pregnant because you had too many White Claws and you don't know what happened that previous night, you need to get yourself to the Todd Penikoff Fertility Clinic because... You might be pregnant. And, you don't know what happened when you got clawed the night before. Well, and to this point, we've talked about the, the TPFC in terms of um, getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get pregnant, uh, you got to go to the TPFC, and, and they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. But they also have other services. And what Will's talking Correct. about is a service to, like, pregnancy checks. Yeah. Also a very important aspect. And, the, you know, they, they, they'll handle both sides. Make you pregnant, check if you're pregnant. And if you've been drinking too many White Claws, get a little turnt, 
Uh, yeah. And you might think, am I pregnant? Yeah. Just because Cause, I'm cause, taking all these white claws? Because that ain't a beer belly on you. That might be a pregnancy yeah. belly. You might be clawed. Yeah. Ooh. So, yes. thank you very much to the TPFC, Todd per- Penikoff Fertility Clinic, uh, for an ongoing, almost lifetime sponsorship. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hit that up. We'll toast that up. Because uh, once you're pregnant, it's a lifetime. Yeah. You know. For most people, that uh, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing here, Tony. We're, we're kind of, you know, running a, a little bit longer than we normally do. If you held with us this long, you're looking forward to this information. Yes, because... As we are wont to do, we have the new classic course of the week that'll come out tomorrow, Sunday. Not Monday. Normally, we're doing this on a Sunday, and we talk about what's coming out tomorrow. Prior Monday. to a football game, and then we cut the podcast short because the Vikings are about to kick off at noon. But we got a new course kicking off tonight at midnight. Yes. Bella Toscana. Mm, 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 mm. Love that course. So, Tony, this is a fun course. We've talked about Caddy Dreas having some woods. Bella Toscana, uh, we've got it pulled up on the monitors here. Uh, no, we don't. Keep talking, Will. Okay, which monitors? I actually had the swamp, summer swing pulled up. And the Antonio Brown uh, signing with New England yeah. is at 420, courtesy of Aljaz. So, Bella Toscana, old course. I like this course. Tough course. Mm-hmm. However, similar. Tough but fair. Yeah, similar to Caddy Dreas Beach, you have some holes where you're going to be required to go over some trees, some different limbs, some houses. Uh, Overall, before folks start sending into the mailbag, texting me in the middle of the night, uh, eight wood. I'm going to have an eight wood on this course, Tony. So this is a, it's going to be pretty much my standard bag. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I'm going to vary on, and I haven't. I haven't put it off. I think I'm going to go with a nine and a half degree three ten driver instead of the eight and a half, mainly because of hole eighteen, which we'll get to eventually. Uh, but but alternately, hole two might benefit from the eight and a half. So since we didn't talk about this last year, we should talk about it this year and do a real quick hole by hole, just you know, real quick thoughts uh, on each one. Yeah. So if you want to follow along with us. On the podcast, you can Google goldenteafan.com. Or just type it in. You don't have to Google it. Yeah. Eric Nelson hosts his site. Uh, it sounds like he's kind of on the tail end of it. You know, life is caught up. Family, friends, work, the whole deal. He's been looking for help. Uh, I've tried to help out. Not very much. Uh, contributed a little to Skipper's help. But go to goldenteafan.com. On the right side, there's kind of a golden box or whatever. List every golden tea course with pictures of every hole from every golden tea course. Scroll down to Bella Toscana. Follow along with us. Tony, hole one. Hole one. So actually on goldenteafan.com, early on at this point, they've, they've listed out what par is, hole by hole. And they list this as a occasional eagle hole. Mm-hmm. I kind of disagree. I mean, certainly you're going to eagle it some of the time. Says Captain Trishoid. <clears throat> yeah, I've learned that in the last little while. Uh, but the look on Golden Sea Fan is 458. So you're not going to get on the green at 458, but you might get near the green, so you're going to be chipping. Uh, so it seems like every time I played this, uh, this course recently at home, it's been raining. So you're not going to get a ton of roll. But I do remember rolling down into that bunker and onto the green or onto the rough a decent amount. And so it's gonna be. There's gonna be some chips at it, but also there's gonna be just trying to line up the wind. Um, yeah, hole, hole one. A lot of times you're gonna try to drive it down there, and 
you may have an opportunity at a chush or just a nice little six iron, five hybrid, eight iron chip. Yep. Uh, definitely a viable option for Eagle, but the vast majority of the time, Tony, it's going to be a birdie hole. Yep, birdie hole. Uh, hole two. Uh, the look we've got here is actually another really good look. Uh, 394. So front box here. Uh, you're not going to get there on the fly, but you might roll up through the bunker or at least into the bunker right in the front side of the green for an easy chip. Uh, and so we're going to... We got, we're coming up in an hour, and we're going to have to do a quick little cutoff here. Beep, beep, beep. And we are back. We, uh, this new feature on our uh, high-tech equipment here at yes. the Podmore Get Better podcast uh, limits us at an hour per recording, and we just went over that hour. And so um, we got cut off. Uh, and we were talking about Bella Toscana Hole 2. We, we got cut off on the audio, not, not our beers. No, thank Not you our Blue so. Mountains and our Green Mountains. Green Mountains are still flowing. Okay, Cheers. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue on then. Hole two. That's where hole we two. go. So uh, the setup on Golden Z Fan, like I said, 394. Uh, very very drivable. If not anything else, uh, you could be in the front bunker. Uh, so this can be an eagle hole sometimes. And this would be a, a, a par switcher. And I think the 8.5 degree driver is preferable on this hole. Because uh, whether you're hitting a big A1 or a big C3, uh, I think that you're going to get more bounce with that 8.5 degree. Uh, the nine and a half might fly a little bit further, but I think you're going to get more bounce, get which is what you need yeah. with the uh, with eight and a half. Uh oh, oh, I zoomed in on that. Nice uh, work. Yeah. Hole three, par three. Uh, I'll take this one. Nice and yeah. straightforward. Yeah, you take those one. <laughs> how, how do you like that? So we got a couple different tee boxes. It's a par three. Uh, the green doesn't do much. It's slightly downhill. Uh, you're getting a birdie every time, unless you pop a hole in one, and God forbid you get worse than birdie and take a par or bogey. So moving on to hole four. Hole four starts to get a little interesting here. I've I've definitely had... Well, this is an interesting casual box here on the uh, yeah, Golden Tee Fan. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that uh, tee box there on Golden Tee Fan, but normally, Tony, I feel like this box is right around probably 250 to 300, Yep. and there's a tree on the right-hand side that can come into play where you're most likely going to want to use a high tee or if you don't want to use a high tee and save the, that three cents, you're going to have to cut something a little left to right in the green. Myself, most of the time, this is just going to be a high five wood, maybe a high four wood. Float it on the green, take my 20, 30 foot putt. Uh, there's water on the left, bunker on the right. Get your eagle, move on. But uh, it can be a sneaky early hole. Yeah, I think I agree. It used to be a sneaky early hole. And we used to struggle. I mean, not struggle on this hole, but, you know, it for this early on, it was difficult. Yes. I think this is the type of hole that we see a lot more of now on Golden Tee. And so we've gotten more used to, oh, yeah, just high tee the forward mm -hmm. and just float it onto the green and let it trickle and you'll have a 20-foot putt. Just the way you, you talked about playing it. Whereas before, we didn't have tees. You know, it was a lot harder shot. And now we've got the forward, so just high, you know, the high tees. We'll just high tee it and, and blast it over. And so I think, obviously, this hole's gotten a little bit easier. Uh, still, you can... It can reach up and grab you. You could lose some yeah. strokes pretty quick Early here, on, depending, on the, depending on the setup. Hole five, go ahead, Will. Hole five. Got our first par five of the round. Couple different options here, depending on your tee box. <clears throat> yeah. With tees being available in our stash now, you can actually drive this. There's a little creek. Drive screen. it. You can drive the screen. You've driven the screen. No. You said no. drive it. 
No, I was going to say you can drive it. To Little the miscommunication second, here. At the you can drive it. Get better studios. To, to the second fairway. Yes, um, I agree. You can drive it over the river, the stream, through the woods to grandmother's house. We go, um, or you can lay up short. If you lay up short, you're going to kind of want to go to the end of the fairway, off to the right, and you're, then you're going to turn right a couple times, face the green, and usually have a five wood, four wood that stays over the hill yet under the tree at the top of the hill. I think that's... That's not how I play it, Will. Really? Yeah, we play it differently. So I agree with you that sometimes now... Uh, well, it was always occasionally where you could go over over the little creek and to the fairway, and that's the preferable setup. Uh, but if I'm not able to get over that creek, I'm going way to the right. There's a patch of grass, like a little uh, peninsula over there, way to the right. We, it's not even available on Golden Tee Fan. There's a big tree That's over there. That's how far right it is. Yeah. And uh, from there, it's about a six foot in from the rough. Interesting. Uh, and that's my play. So it's about 50-50 for me, either over the creek or into the patch. It's probably, from the look on Golden Tee Fan, it's probably two more turns to the right. And sometimes it's an A1 to get there. Sometimes it's a C3. There's no real risk in it uh, other than, you know, from the rough, it's a little bit harder shot than from the fairway. But... Um, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's really interesting. With these new settings on this uh, Anchor podcast, I may have to go in and edit that hole out so I can <laughs> save that for myself. But going on, Tony, what do we got next? Hole six. There we uh, go. Uh, a uh, very occasionally drivable uh, to the point that I wouldn't even consider this an eagle hole really ever, but you might occasionally get the setup where it's, it's doable. It's like a one out of, I don't know. 50, 100, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I, I think I look at this hole as a throw it in the fairway to position yourself. Oh, oh my gosh, she's Blue Mountains. Not, they're, they're catching up with you. Oh, yeah. You're going downhill. Yeah, so the way I look at this is this is a throw it in the fairway, yeah. but be strategic about where you throw it. Look at your distances. This is a hole where early on the round, I want to collect either a hole out or some shot points on this hole. Uh, relatively flat green. You're not going to have any obstructions in your way. The green's pretty good size, and I don't think this pin ever really moves very far into certain crannies where you're bringing trouble into play. I think you can always hit either roll, bite, backspin, release. Uh, definitely a shot for a hole out. Definitely a good chance for shot points, Tony. Uh, yeah, I agree with most of what you said. Uh, you've got a, a, a big enough fairway that do your best to line up relatively straight with the wind, either a headwind or a tailwind. Yes. Um, and uh, very, very occasionally it might it might be drivable, but you know, but with a creek right in front, you, it's all carry, and so you're not going to be able to get there yep. uh, with bouncing it up or whatever. Uh, next up, we got hole seven again. A tee box here on uh, Golden Tee Fan. We need a Golden Tee Fan to start playing on uh, Prize Play. Yeah, so maybe we can, we can uh, contribute that this week. That Maybe that'll be my contribution to the Golden Tee Fan site. Uh, tee boxes that are used more often than the one that's showing on Golden Tee Fan currently. So uh, the look from the Golden Tee Fan would be quite easy. Uh, it's a no lot, obstacles, it's a lot longer than the other setups, but uh, you don't have to go over the building. But most of the time, your setup is going to be with a big, big-ass building in your way, and you're going to have to hit anywhere between... A seven hybrid high T, five hybrid high T. Most of the time, it's gonna be an eight wood, and you're gonna you're gonna aim right at the green, and you've got the big ass building in your way, but you're gonna either high T it to get over. Depending on where you are in the T box, you might not necessarily have to high T it. To be safe, you might want to. Uh, but Agreed. yeah, a lot of I think at least half the time it's gonna be a high T eight wood for me. 
Um, and actually, maybe a nine wood would be handy here as well, just as a club that would be, it's going to get up a little higher, quicker, uh, and also not go, go nearly as far as the eight wood. Because if anything, the eight wood, in some cases, goes too far. That sounds like an endorsement for the uh, 2020 World Champ set right there. Yeah, I'll take a 10% wood. of the refund, or refund, the funds <laughs> from uh, World Champ set. All right. Uh, Go hole, ahead. Hole, hole eight. I'm gonna lead this one off. Oh, you uh, got all the par threes. Well. Yeah, the par threes. You know, I, I, I can usually get birdie on par threes, so I'm gonna try to take these out. This is one of those holes that there are multiple tee boxes, and you don't see it as much in current year golden tees, but this green has undulations in it, not yes. just different tiers, but depending on the pin location. You may be looking at a pin. This this hole happens to come up in money shot every once in a while where you're looking at the pin on the tee and it says up six. And your ball lands on the green and just shoots to the right or to the left. Yeah, there's two holes like this on Bella, that are, at least two, that are like that, both par threes. So this is kind of where course knowledge comes into play, where if you just play this hole straight up where it says, hey, this is an up six green, and you play it like an up six and you have a dead straight tailwind, you think you're thumbing in a club and it's just going to stay on its line, and all of a sudden it breaks to the left or right, instead of having a five, six-foot putt or a potential hole-out, great shot points, you may have a 15 to 30-foot putt because yeah, of the slope of the screen. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, – it's, it's an interesting thing with, I don't know, do we call it dynamic greens? What do we ca- want to call it? Because it doesn't have a visual tiered green – um, well, yeah, because so they were we're going down a rabbit hole here, but yes, uh, you but, know, but, we're, but this we're an happen. hour or two of the podcast, so yeah, but this doesn't happen too often. I think this is a good thing to cover. But I I agree, it is a good thing to cover. But also, I think it brings us into events mode a little bit. So we talk about events mode and how on events mode, uh, basically the green slopes are halved. Like yes, your, easy your, greens. What was a down ten is now a down five, etc. But the way a ball reacts on the green when it lands is not what the green slope says. Like it, it, it says it's a it's a left five. Yeah, and normally like so I'm thinking of um Crawdad number eighteen, which mm-hmm. is the number one on events mode, first hole on events mode this week. And normally that hole is a left ten or something it's like a true that. True left ten. Yeah, true left ten. Uh, but on events mode it says left five. And that's the way the ball rolls on the green. But that is not the way the ball bounces on the green. The ball bounces the way the actual slope of the green is. And in this case, that green has a bunch of different slopes on it. And depending on where you land, it's going to react that way. Now, once that ball gets on the ground and starts rolling, it's going to react as as the green says it does, Mm -hmm. up four, left two. But when it lands, it's going to react as the physics of the green are. That initial first hop. The initial first hop, or sometimes second hop. Gotcha. Um, and so that's the case on that hole, as well as there's another par three later on that we'll talk about, where you get some really funky bounces, or you're like, what? How did that bounce <laughs> dead to the right? Uh, but anyway, so uh, hole nine on Bella. couple uh, different plays here, Tony. Yeah, uh, from the from the box on Golden Z Fan, I, I just blasted over that lake into the fairway, but... I don't know, nine times out of ten, I'm turning a couple to the right, and there's a building up there on top of the hill. It, it kind of looks like a mausoleum. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going up there. And it might be a high tee, depending on the club, but it's a, it's a four-wood, five-wood, six-wood kind of shot it, up, to it, the t- up to the top of the hill. And from there, it's a driver in, but it's your cleanest look and your safest shot. 
to yeah. go up to the top. And of I hill believe it right. plays as rough. Is yep. that correct? Yep. It's, it's definitely rough. not fairway. It's definitely not first cut. I don't know if it's deep grass like we see on some of the courses. Uh, I think it's just straight up rough. Yeah, and it actually reminded me of, you know, we talked about clubs a little bit, but uh, we didn't talk about balls. And normally, all things being equal, I'm playing streaks. But I think on Bella Toscana, I'm not playing streaks, especially because of hole 18. But for some other reasons, I'm going to be playing, um, uh, not grabber, uh, Barrages. Jesus, I struggle with this every week. Green Mountains, there all, we go. <laughs> all of a sudden, we start talking about what the balls are called, and, and I can't remember. So I'm playing Barrages this week, um, and that'll help a little bit on this hole because if I'm playing a rough, uh, driver out of the rough, I need as much spin as I can get, Yeah, because especially think, if it's a front pin. I, I think going to your spot that I agree with you, I typically am probably going to go up there about 80% of the time having a lie for my approach shot from the rough and from up there, by the mausoleum, whatever it is, kind of up on the hill, I think it's one or two clicks to the right, it's going to be a slight downslope. So your ball coming into that green, it's not going to check up. If that pin is close to the front edge, the best idea you may have is to leave yourself a 40, 50 footer yep, coming no, into that. Absolutely. So you're going to want at least a little bit of check coming in there to give you all the help you can get. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you want... And I mean, not that this this hole would dictate that for me, but it's just one more reason why I would use um, barrages instead of streaks. Yeah, you don't want a birdie par fives. Right. Uh, so let's talk about hole ten. Uh, I'd say the first, just kind of plain par four, not drivable. Um, you got two main fairways. You go way to the right, way to the left. All things being equal, I'd prefer to be on the right because the right hand side you've got uh, you're more on the same level as the as the green. Uh, but you want to make sure that you're not going to be behind some trees. And so unless I'm way in the front of the box, tee boxes, I'm going to go to the left. So if I'm way to the front, I might go way to the right. It depends a little bit on the wind as well. I might yeah. play for a dead headwind or a dead tailwind. Uh, but I'd say probably, I don't know, 70% of the time I'm going to the left. And, it, and it's going to be... Left or the right? Left. Okay, I, I want to right. go to the right, but most of the time I'm not going to risk it. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, and so I'm going to go to the left and, and just deal with the elevation change that, I, that I'd that i see there. Yeah, I think uh, if you go to the left-hand side, you're going to have a shorter club in. You are going to have it uphill, but to Tony's point, this is a hole where I'm going to try to line up with the wind and try to sneak in either a hole out or some shoddies. Yep. Uh, you don't have really any trouble on this hole no water or anything the only trouble you have is trees you have to give yourself the best chance to either hole out <coughs> or get shot points on this hole yep all right hole 11 this is a par four and back in the day this one used to kind of sneak up at me a little bit i remember having some back box situations where there's kind of a little nook in the fairway there are two different fairways and there's a very skinny fairway that connects them yep and every once in a while i used to either go into the mud or go into the water on this hole tees have made that less of a uh, problem currently most of the time now with tees i'm gonna go long uh, unless i can line up with the wind here and leave myself a long iron first fairway if you can get to the end of it it's probably going to be a uh, six wood five wood four wood into the green if you can drive that second fairway you're going to have probably an eight wood or a mid-range iron coming into it uh but not bad considering we have tees now and you know how to play this hole yeah i feel like it used to be i mean I, i'm always wanting to get to that far left fairway um and it used to be maybe 80 80 percent of the time it wasn't a problem but then there was that 20 percent of the time where you're like eh, i'm not sure i can get there now with tees it's a little bit different you can always get there if you want to and so that's generally what i do 
Uh, maybe in a daily, I might try to line up a wind over on the right-hand side, but almost every time if I'm playing blind. Hit one of uh, those Evan gonna... Gossett C1s yeah. coming into it. <laughs> Just a little C1, bud. Absolutely sick, Evan. Absolutely sick seeing that. Here we go. Another one, Tony. We talked about it earlier. Uh, par threes. I'm going to take them over because I'm the birdie king, apparently. Yeah. Hole 12, par three. Another hole where we kind of have a dynamic green. Yeah, and I feel like most of this green is not all that dynamic. I'd say the left hand. Oh, another cracking more mountains. Ooh. Yeah, the panda's going to be thrilled with me tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the left hand, 75% of this green is just pretty normal. You might have a little bit of variation, but that little, uh, at least from the look on Golden Tee Fan, the front right part of this green, it gets a little breaky. Yes. Uh, and I remember once in a while you'll get like a right 10. You're like, a, how did I get a right 10 on this green? <laughs> uh, but once in a while it'll just be on a little weird slope and it's a, it's a right 10. And, and again, it'll, it'll land on a, you know, flat spot or so and bounce. And then as soon as it gets on the ground, it starts rolling like Scooting. it's a right 10. So. Uh, just a little something to be uh, cognizant of here on some of these par threes. Hole 13. I know it's not par three, Tony, but I'm going to take it over. Another hole I used to struggle with. Oh, uh, I still struggle with uh, this hole. This is a par five. You, I, I, I don't think you can go long on your drive here. I don't think you can. Not get unless it. you get the casual box like GoldenTooFan.com did C here. C correct. So. I'm assuming that for classic course of the week, we won't be able to drive it into the second fairway. I agree. You're either going to lay up short in the first fairway at the end of it and have a you know approach to the next fairway without having a shot at getting to the green where you're going to be settling for birdie. The way to get eagle here is there's a couple islands out there. Oh, yeah. And to your point, we talked about slopes, variances, and so forth. Some of these islands are sloped, and they have different slopes. Some are, some of them are relatively flat. Some of them have a right slope in them. Some of them have a left slope in them. So you not only have to play the islands for the slopes, you have to play the wind as your ball is going in a certain trajectory into those slopes. Yes, and so my play here, I have one play. That's all I do is I go for the, on the far right-hand side, there's a kind of an L-shaped or reverse L-shaped. It's the bigger of the far right-hand islands. Top Gun, inverted. Inverted L-shaped. Yeah, I was inverted. <laughs> um, and that's the island I go to. And sometimes it's a high T. I always use bite because I feel like bite kind of settles quicker than backspin. Mm -hmm. and get few, backspin few gets those bounces yeah, where all it starts of a sudden bouncing. it trickles off. Because, again, to your point, there's some slopes off the edge where you don't want to be bouncing. Um, and so I'm always going to that island, almost always. I mean, in a, in a daily situation, there might be, there there could be a situation where I would go to a different island, or if there was a gigantic tailwind, maybe I could say, well, I can get there from the end of the first fairway. But for the most part, I'm going to that far right hand L island, and and this is another case where I think um, having the barrages will help a lot, considering the, uh, compared to the streaks. Uh, you're going into a green that's a, a slight downslope, but you're coming from below the green. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're, you're hitting up. You're always going to get less backspin if you're going uphill. And so uh, this is uh, a really nice uh, use of the barrage balls here. Because it's always going to be like a 3-4-5 wood kind of from that, from that L-shaped uh, fairway patch in the uh, dirt ar archipelago there. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on here. Going over to hole number 14. Tony, T's have opened up this hole. Yes, this used to be... I, I feel like this used to be an eagle like once out of four, maybe, kind of yeah. in that range. 
Uh, and it was like, well, if I bounce it off the far hill and it'll start to bounce down it'll the hill, trickle down, it'll yeah. trickle down and maybe I'll have a putt from the rough or maybe it might get on the green uh, with tees. Actually, I like this hole a lot more with, with tees. I mm -hmm. think it's way more interesting um, because it's still a tough hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, the green's not huge. It's got a decent slope. It's got these little nooks and crannies that we always talk about. Yep. It's got mud in front. Yeah, water, uh, There's a lot mud. going on here. And there's this a house. Point, there's a tree. There's yeah. Yeah, and all there's, sorts of stuff. I think there's still setups with, that, with the trees in the house that just aren't quite going to be drivable. Um, Probably, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't obviously seen all the setups. Uh, if you get really close to that building, maybe it's just not there and with a weird wind. But I think most of the time it's going to be drivable. And But it might be, you know, you might have to hit a full cut six wood or a full, you know, high T full eight wood or something. There's always something funky going on here. Um, I think it's a great hole. I, I, I agree. I agree 100%. So with the advent and introduction of tees, prior to that, I don't want to say this was one of my least favorite holes, but it was one of my most frustrating holes. With the advent of tees, and now the tee box variances, in the Golden Tee fan photo, we have four different tee boxes, and these things can put you from a high three wood, four wood, five wood, six wood, all the way down to probably an eight wood. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of variance. You've talked about par variance. This is tee box variance right here. Yep. You're gonna get different looks, you're getting into the middle side Lots of, wind. of the back side. The winds are kicking up. Yep. This hole is going to play different and very different each time you play this. Absolutely. No, I think this is a fun great, hole. Great hole. Great uh, hole, James. And, and it's fair. Like, It's one thing for a hole to be difficult, but just like mean. Mm -hmm. uh, this hole can be difficult. I'm sure there's setups that are not difficult, but this hole can be difficult. But also, like, if you screw it up, you're just like, yeah, I just hit a bad shot there. Right? Mm hmm all right, let's talk about hole 15. Uh, this is a doozy. Yeah, we've seen this, whether it's event mode or some, like, mixed-up Freaky Friday. Uh, short little par 3 yeah. can also play a little bit longer. I think it maxes out at maybe, I don't know, 110 yards, something like that. That sounds about right. Um, from the look on Golden Tee Fan, it's quite short, 54. And so this would be, you know, we talk about our club sets a little bit, and... I have, in terms my shortest clubs are a gap wedge and then a nine iron. And Will, you're a sandwich guy, right? Correct. And then a nine iron. Um, this is one that can really screw with you if you've got the wrong club for the wrong setup. Um, I think we've gotten pretty good at full cut shots with wedges and irons, uh, whereas we're probably not nearly as good back when this was the original course. And so uh, I probably find myself doing like a one turn full fighting the wind. Um, otherwise, if, if the wind's blowing left to right, you're fighting the slope of that wind, so it kind of counteracts each other. Yes. Whereas if, if you've got a, left to, uh, a right to left wind, you've got, you know, let's say 10 miles an hour, you've got a slope here of 7, um, that's a tough shot. And so I end up doing kind of a, a full cut 9 iron or a full cut gap wedge. Um, and the green is, is a, it's a weird ass green. Yeah, you, uh, you don't see greens this small and with this many crannies at all anymore. No, and, and, and let's call it three different uh, quadrants. Uh, you've got your, your, your deep quadrant, which your bail is to the right because you've got a hill that can kind of stop your ball. A little backboard, yeah. And, and the front right quadrant, you can, you've got a little bail long. Like if you go a little Correct. long, it'll roll up on the hill and you can probably put in. Um, if it's on the left, you got no bail. Yeah. You don't want to be short because you're going way down the hill and 
you don't want to go long because you're going to be a bu- in a bunker that has a really steep slope. I don't have a lob wedge. That's mm-hmm. bad news. Uh, and so it's, I'm looking at par at best if I go long on that left-hand quadrant. So uh, honestly, great hole. Kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, but hey, pain in the ass holes are good holes sometimes. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you handle that one. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, punctuation is important in that sentence, yeah. I think. <laughs> Hole 16, we got a par 5. couple different options here again. Tees being in the game now, there is a lake out there, Tony. Yep. And now I think we find ourselves probably the majority of the time hitting a high tee, going into a secondary fairway with either an A1 or a C3. Two-thirds, 75%, something yeah. like that. Back in the day, there was kind of two houses or condominiums. There's a fountain in between them. Townhouses. Townhouses, single-level condos, ramblers, whatever you want to call them, uh, where you were kind of trying to go up by the fountain and hope you had an angle in. God, also, I don't miss that. Yeah. Also, you could try to go just long, and I don't know if it's cornfields, if it's late in the fall into the autumn. I mean, Grand, this is better. To we're start. in Italy here, Will. Italy. I mean... Now, I, 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 those are grapes. I haven't been We're many, making wine here. I haven't well. been to many vineyards. Uh, I've been to the Blue Mountains, <laughs> Glacier, Yellowstone, are they the hops? Tetons. Yeah, I, I don't know what they are, uh, but they're it, it's a vineyard, unfortunately. Uh, but it actually plays really clean out of those. Yeah, it's it was always strangely weird. So it used to be that we would only very occasionally be able to go over the lake and into the fairway. Yes, and if you got that look up look, you were like, yes so much easier from over there and now to will's point at this point it's probably two-thirds 75 percent majority blasting yeah. over and you can get it and it's still a difficult shot from there because it's a big slope on the screen and there's a tree in the way correct but, it, but it's easier and it felt like about half the time we'd have to go to that fountain mm-hmm. and just hope for a bounce just yeah. like oh what a pain ho- in the hoping ass you got a clean bounce yeah. yeah and and so that was i mean it's just the way we were at you know with the with the tees and the equipment at that point and, and then another, say, third of the time back in the day, you'd go way to the left into the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, it was always like it, you'd always be surprised when it got out of the out of the grapes clean. Yeah. But it really does play clean. It's dirt, so it plays short, but it gets it doesn't hit the treat them as bushes. It doesn't hit the bush. Yeah. Uh, it gets out clean, and it's still a difficult shot because this green is a right ten or right eleven. Uh, depending on your depending approach on your angle. position, yeah. And so it's a tough green, and there's got some there's some crannies there, and so again another great hole that again got better. This whole this whole course I think got better with tees. Um, it got 100%. a little bit more playable, but a lot a little bit more interesting as well. Uh, hole seventeen, drivable par four. Here we go. Oh, uh, there are definitely multiple it, tee boxes here. Yeah, Lots I don't of know, five options. of them or something. I mean, there are definitely setups where you're looking to get within 50 yards of the green and try to make a chip or whatever. And there are setups that are shut down, mm-hmm. even with tees. Um, but I'd say far less than there used to be. Um, where it used to be maybe drivable a third of the time, where you could realistically yeah. think you had a chance at getting on the green. It's probably double that now, or 75% of the time or so. You'd be like, yeah, I should get on this green. Get your uh, angle, leave yeah. yourself a leavable putt. But there are multiple ways to do that. There's yeah. skips off the water, around the right side of a house, over the trees, left side of the house, under the trees. I mean, there's there's a lot of different options because if you fail to reach this green, number one, you're either going to be right in the water, playing for par at this point, basically. Yep. Uh, 
down to the left because this is an elevated green you're going to be down the slope to the left having to shoot it up for a birdie um tough hole absolutely and it's a big slope on the green mm-hmm. i think for me most of the time it's going to be like an eight wood uh doing some sort of c uh or a1 i Pound should say Pound. Yeah. Pound, yeah i mean depending uh high t sometimes most of the time it's going to be some sort of a1 for me with an eight wood maybe a six wood um once in a while it might be through the trees once in a while from the far back right box it might be some sort of high t a1 type shot mm-hmm. um but yeah I, if if you're if you're trying to skip it off the water on this hole uh you're chasing strokes i mean it's doable but you're you're uh you're in a desperate situation where you're trying to find a stroke there where ben, if you're skipping it off the water been there done that yeah, yeah so <laughs> will is the expert at the skip sp- shot yeah speaking of uh skipping that's not going to happen on hole 18 tony uh this has been well sort of actually so this has been yes there's a skip option but not off the water yeah so this hole 18 in my opinion is one of the easiest looking yet the toughest hole 18s would you agree uh, I agree. It's the tough one of the toughest. Uh, but I don't know that also, it looks particularly easy. I, I think that people see a little bit of water. Yep. There's not much elevation change. Yep. Maybe slightly uphill, I believe. Um, but I think folks see this and they're like, "Wow, there's no obstacles in my way. I don't have to." In theory, yeah. In theory, it's going to point you at the green every damn time. You have a straight look. It's not, oh, i got to turn right three times, and then maybe I have to drop a tee and slightly avoid this tree or this canyon wall. This, to me, is one of the most straightforward hole 18s when you get that initial placement on the tee box. But on the flip side, also one of the toughest. This green is long and narrow, down 10. It's last hole. Winds are picked up. They're brutal. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a... Yeah, this this hole can play so many different ways, uh, and and just thinking as you were talking there, I thought, well, you know, maybe as we're talking about these Whammy Awards here coming up, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we have a category, uh, toughest hole eighteen, and I think this would be in the top five. Um, if you've got a dead headwind or a dead tailwind, uh, not such a terrible shot. But as soon as you start doing any sort of crosswind, this is a skinny ass green, and mm-hmm. down ten, it'll bounce, trickle you're wet and and especially if the if the hole is up top near near the tee boxes that drop sucks yes and at that point you've sort of given up you're like oh just try to go at the hole don't go at the hole just chip it down to the right and take your 70 foot up 10 because the odds of you sticking uh for a par after going in the water in a drop shot are uh not not likely Especially because it's mostly a headwind or a tailwind. So I, I can't think of many hole 18s, at least recently, much less back that far, where when you get wet, you know, ca- yeah, Caddy Dreas, 18, Agave, 18. <coughs> Those holes, God forbid you happen to get wet, you know that you can basically throw it on the green, you're going to be within 15, 20 feet, mm-hmm. you can make your par putt and go on. If you get wet on hole 18 on Bella Toscana and you still get a par, especially if well. the pin, especially if the pin is up top, you've done well. Yeah. If you're tied going into this and you get wet and your opponent gets wet, um, I, I I don't think both of you are getting pars most likely. Someone's no, going to get wet again. Someone's going to miss a putt with that right 10, left 10, that up 10, that down 10. Uh, very fun, very tough, very challenging hole 18. Yeah, I mean... 
in general, I think that describes this whole course. Yeah. I think that I'm going to really enjoy this week on Classic Course of the Week. I, I love tough courses, but there I There might also, be some hat throwing. Yeah, I might throw a hat at you. <laughs> um, I really enjoy tough courses. I really enjoy courses where par can vary, and we've got a little bit of that here. But, um, but everything that's tough on this course is fair. Yes. Whereas I feel like we've got a few courses, I'll use uh, Misty Springs as an example, where like hole 18 can just be like so stupidly difficult, where it's mm-hmm. just like right behind this massive wall of trees and huge crosswind. And, and back in the day, we didn't have tees. We didn't have tees. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, what percentage of the time did we eagle that hole back then? Like, I can't imagine. Throw it in the bunker. Sand wedge, pray for a birdie. Yeah, actually, that for sure that would be on the top five toughest hole eighteens as well. Actually, mm-hmm. um, especially I mean, even with tees, that hole is such a pain in the butt. But but anyway, so I think I uh, well, I did enjoy Misty Springs this week. It's got a low par twenty six, maybe even twenty five, depending on hole fifteen. Um, I think Bella Toscana is always going to be a twenty seven par, unless you get a really terrible setup on a certain hole. But I think most of the time it's going to be. Uh, a, a tw- tw- it's going to be more than 27, sometimes even up to 29 par. And I think, and, and that's that's more fun than a course that's either going to be 25 or 26 par. So, People are just going to like it more. So as when you we, screw up a stroke, it's going to be a 24 instead of a 20 or something. Yeah. As we wrap up, Bella Toscana. Maybe our longest podcast ever. Uh, we're getting there. Uh, we're at about an hour and 33 minutes right now. So Long commute. <laughs> yes. We've had what? What? What do we have? Seventy live courses. Is that correct? Well, there's more than that. Is it seventy? Uh, original lives. Yeah, just original live until now. Five yeah. courses plus remaster. Blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I think. So I think we're, we're in the seventies ra- for sure. I, I think we're around seventy. Uh, this is Bella Toscana has got to be in my top ten. Yes, for sure. I, I think it's a fun one. It's not the most scorable, but in terms of challenging and going back to your point, tough but fair, I'm going to love playing this course. I'll get frustrated. It'll piss me off. I'll go outside, have an extra cigarette because I'm so pissed off that I lost to Haas or Let Be Rock or Evan Gossett. This is a really fun course. I'm glad it's in here this year because last year, since we've been doing the podcast, it has not been, hence the breakdown. Yeah, and I and I think we've talked about Black Hills a lot and I like Black Hills as a course uh, and I think I like it for the, a lot of the same reasons I like Bella Toscana uh, but between the two courses I feel like Bella is more fair and I think there's just there's some there's some holes and some setups on Black Hills that are just like screw you what, what's yeah. this um, I wish they would bring back Black Hills for Classic Course of the Week every once in a while knock but, on wood 2020 maybe 2020 yeah. but um but between the two, I think they're similar, but I think Bella is even a better course than Black Hills, especially with the T. Like, I've talked about Black Hills being great with T's. So is Bella. They're both great yeah. courses. Game changers. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, we're probably running out of time here. Hopefully, you haven't gotten to listen to this podcast in your commute. That means Hopefully, hit- it's like four commutes for you. Yeah, ho- hopefully, that means you uh, haven't hit traffic. Uh, I don't have anything else crazy. Tony, I'm just excited. We got beta pre-release coming out here soon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this time next weekend we're talking about the beta, baby. <laughs> yeah, McHugh's and Savage. We would love to have it. Worst comes to worst, banger bunker in Burnsville. Uh, we know. I think last year between our Worlds podcast and some of our pre-release live broadcast from McHugh's, 
one of our highest rated episodes ever in terms of overall rating, overall likes, and overall listenership. I think that topped out like 26, 2700. Uh, hoping to get that again this year. Hopefully, at McHugh's, maybe the Banger Bunker. I'm Will Samstead. I'm Tony Johnson. Take happy, care. Happy banging. Oh, yeah. <laughs>